everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. This year we're talking about the Gravati Gunas, the 10 pairs of opposite qualities found everywhere in nature. Ayurvedic healing is fundamentally based on balancing these opposing qualities. It's a dynamic process. You don't just find balance and then that's it because life really is change. And a lot of us are experiencing that these days. Everything is always changing, the weather, our digestion, our thinking. And through it all, we aim for moderation, to have peace and serenity inside, because then we can experience true joy. And then that creates the outside. The Gunas show up all through life, they're really the basis of all of life. So as in Ayurvedic healing, we look at resolving a problem or wanting to improve something using these qualities. They're represented in the Panchamahabhutas, the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and the ethers. Also in the doshas then, right? Because that the doshas are just made up of the elements and how they function. And of course, in our Agni, our digestive fire. I share this with you because understanding and practically observing these simple qualities in life can empower you to become your own healer. In our exploration of the Gravati Gunas, we're looking at the qualities of dense and flowing this month. So I find this pair of opposites really helpful in in visualizing the energetic difference between the density of fear and the free flow of faith. Fear is thick and heavy, sort of like a boulder. Fear constricts and it obstructs. Faith, on the other hand, is light and spacious and easy. It's not complicated, it's simple. Faith is allowing. These days, especially, the practice is trusting and choosing the flow of life and moving beyond the fear. A client just wrote to me today about her transformation of fear to faith. She had terrible digestive problems and could hardly eat any variety of foods without bloating and constipation and then diarrhea. She was completely bound up in the fear that this was never going to be corrected. And when vata is in excess, this happens easily in the mind and in the body. The mind becomes imbalanced with this internal excess movement of vata. A mother and a wife, she has, she has many responsibilities and, and also difficulties in her relationships. Her note was to tell me how much her life had changed after doing her home panchakarma balancing the doshas and rejuvenating her agni and connecting to her spiritual path. She's hopeful and enthusiastic about her life. These are the things that we recommend in Ayurveda to step into life. Faith is really very much about trusting the process of life. Something we can all do well to stay focused on these days. An easy way to observe the Gravati Gunas at play in a more tangible way is to think about the environment and the elements. 
and the elements. It's winter here in the Southern Hemisphere with additional rainfall. We have the waterfalls flowing strongly in New Zealand and Australia. The leaves are changing color and blowing all over the place as they fall. The dense buds of new life are already showing on many of the trees. Summertime in the Northern Hemisphere has those buds having already turned to full bloom and enjoying the fruits of growth. And as the summer heat continues, water will flow less, and we may experience humidity, which feels dense. Then the flowing wind comes up in autumn and clears things out. Nature always seeks equilibrium. And by the way, the human body and mind do too. Now let's take a look at the five elements more closely. Earth and water have the most density. The quality of water is, of course, temperature dependent. It's dense in the form of snow or ice, but then it's also flowing like mist or waterfalls after days of rain. Fire is another fun example to consider. Generally, it's flowing and movable, but what about volcanoes? When they're inactive, they're dense and just sitting there, and then they start heating up. But when they wake up, there's, there may be flowing lava or fumes and smoke. I've lived close to two active volcanoes in my life, Mount St. Helens and in Hawaii more recently. It's amazing to see, but not so amazing to live with. Air is flowing, but it can feel dense too with humidity from the water. In Hawaii, the trade winds would keep the air light and gentle. But when the trade winds would stop, it would get very heavy and humid. And then what about the ethers? Perhaps the least density, but a vibration creating sound can feel quite dense. Think of drums or gongs. They're quite dense. And then think of the flow of a flute or a violin being played. And that makes me think of an orchestra. When the musicians are truly in the flow, there's an incredible symphony that happens. Composers have an amazing ability to use the Gurvadi Gunas in many combinations in their music, and particularly in orchestral music that has such a variety of, uh, a variety of the presentation of the music and then the effect on us. We can also think about the urban environment through this lens as well. Cities have much more density, both physically and energetically, than a rural environment with space and the flow of nature. Growing up, I always wanted to move back to New York City where I was born, from the small town in East Tennessee where I was growing up. It seemed so exciting and interesting. And then many years later, I moved to San Francisco and lived in the city for a year. But then every weekend, I would leave the city to get out in nature. I loved the activity of the city, but the density of close concrete living was difficult for me. So I moved to Marin County, just north of the Golden Gate Bridge, for more nature. And then Many years later, I eventually left there for more space and a smaller population because the population was growing. 
city living begins to dissolve our connection to nature. And it took me a while to realize the impact of this. So for all of us, it's, it's important to be in natural light on a daily basis, to be with the trees and the birds as much as possible. So if you live in the city, you want to make sure that you get out every day, that you take some deep breaths, even if the air isn't ideal. Nature helps us see the gravati gunas, the qualities that are present in us, and it reminds us of how everything in life works together. It reminds us of our true nature. But especially for those living in urban environments, in apartment buildings, close living, and these days with extensive Wi-Fi. I was recently in an apartment building in, in Sydney, and, and I happened to walk by the electrical boxes and that where all of that is. It's, it's pretty intense. So the electromagnetic impact of close living is even stronger these days, which makes our time in nature even more important. It's, tr it's truly a way of nurturing your health and well-being just, just to take a walk, just to touch a tree. So let's look at the home space too. When you step into a home that's cluttered, how does it feel? Stuff everywhere. Do you have a sense of the energy flowing? Not usually, not particularly well. When I got my first apartment an eternity ago, I had so many books. And then I needed bookshelves, and then a desk, and then, and then, and then. And so I had a ton of furniture because I, I liked going to the antique auctions where I lived in Tennessee. It was actually quite inexpensive back then, and antiques weren't very popular. But the heavy, dense furniture, ooh, it turned out to be way too much. Beautiful wood. But after moving a few times, after, after getting out of university, I actually had my own auction and got rid of it all. I started to clear the clutter out of my house and out of my mind. You know, there's nothing like the flow of a clean, simple home, something I really admire in the Japanese style. Now, let's take our observation inward and consider the mind. Our perception will either allow life to flow or it will bog us down. Consider your relationship with time or money. If you view these things from the perspective of shortage, you can feel the density of lack or not enough in the mind. There's constriction and fear. You know, this kind of thought pattern creates energetic density in the mind and, and dense tension in the body follows. So what's the opposite experience? Having faith that there is always enough, that you're always supported that shifts your energy, it shifts your consciousness. Did you ever notice when you let something go in your mind, it gets resolved really quickly? When we hold on to the past, these old thought patterns accumulate and create density in the mind, whereas staying current by letting go of the clutter of the past 
It allows us to stay present in the flow of life. So when I say keep an open mind, this is really what I mean. To be here, to be present, to be open to the possibilities. A closed, dense, a closed, dense mind is constricted by beliefs, by energetic agreements, and samskara, a memory or impression from the past. Using the intuitive energy practice, you can clear the charge off that impression, and the density will move into the archives of the past and out of your present out of your aura, your space. You can learn more about that on our Spark Your Intuition podcast, which offers guided meditations to take you through this process. And you can learn these tools that you can use in everyday life. In meditation, we can really see dense and flowing at play in the mind. The experience can feel quite dense when the mind is stuck in a repeated negative thought, and it can flow when it's absorbed in a mantra. Shifting from tired old thought patterns to a mantra is to consciously raise your vibration. It can be expansive and freeing, the movement from dense to flowing. Think about how you felt when holding back tears, that dense lump in the throat or your chest, and then the incredible flow and feeling of freedom when you let the tears go. The broken heart or the experience of grief is quite dense in the body and the mind. We tense up inside and our breathing is impaired and, and density is created where prana would ideally flow. The cells constrict and the flow of all types in the body is reduced. If it stays like this, then we create disease. And when we let go, the flow of prana allows healing in the body and in the mind. You know, a great mantra in English is let go and let prana flow. Density is also a positive thing. We can think about it in the body. In yoga asana, density is created in longer holds in the pose. It builds internal muscular strength. Combining it with the flow of the breath allows the building and the utilization of that strength. And this is the qualities of flow and density working together. Now, this pair of opposite qualities should be considered when you're nourishing your body, too. Raw food is dense and challenging to digest. But when food is cooked gently in an appropriate amount of liquid, it has some flow, making it easier to digest and hydrating for the body. Agni, our digestive fire, is interesting to think about. Although generally speaking, fire flows, Agni doesn't. It's contained in the cells and in the small intestines in the body primarily. It's like a fire that's enclosed in a hearth rather than a wildfire out in the wilderness. 
In order for Agni to work well, there needs to be a balance of qualities, such as dense and flowing, given to your digestion. For example, we need augmenting food that adds to the body, like sweet potato. Plenty of density, nice and grounding. But we also need moisture to go with it. So an extractive veggie, like broccoli cooked with some ghee and spices. This is all food that Agni can handle. Too much density in the food eaten and Agni won't do well. Constipation is frequently a result of that. Then when the constipation continues, that dryness starts to irritate the colon enough, then you end up with diarrhea. Flow and too much of it. So this is a sign of weak Agni. If you experience digestive issues, I'm so happy to share our brand new online program with you called Agni Therapy. It's a 21-day digestive reset that guides you to deeply integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life. So you can have a foundation for great health ongoing. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram to learn more at H-A-L-E underscore P-U-L-E. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.